allergies, colds, or something else, how do you tell and how do you treat them? That's next on Scope Radio. Access to our experts with in-depth information about the biggest health issues facing you today. The Specialists with Dr. Tom Miller is on The Scope. Hi, I'm here with Dr. Jeremiah Alt. He is an ENT surgeon. That's an ear, nose, and throat surgeon. And he's a member of the Department of Surgery here at the University of Utah. Jeremiah, how does one tell the difference between an allergic symptoms of, of nasal discharge versus a common cold or a sinusitis? Is there a way to sort of know if you have one or the other? Yeah, that's very difficult. It's even very difficult for the physician to figure that out in many cases and requires a thorough history with the patient and to figure some of these things out. In general, allergic rhinitis, if it's seasonal, will occur during the season where, you know, if you have hay fever, you'll get itchy eyes and runny nose. I mean, I always think of hay fever as being itchy. Right. Right. So people are scratching the corners of their eyes and they're blowing and sneezing and Right. Back of the throat's kind of scratchy. And sometimes when I think of, you know, the common cold or sinusitis, that doesn't feel very itchy. That's more... right. So the common cold will have will have some of the similar symptoms as there's definitely overlap where you'll you can have increased congestion and nasal blockage. You'll probably be more likely though to have some facial pain and pressure. Um, we commonly talk about the loss of smell occurring with sinusitis. Um, but this can also occur with allergies is the inner lining inside your nose is swollen and angry and inflamed and it can block off some of the ability to smell. One of the big differences, though, is we commonly think of discharge. So if the discharge is yellow or green, this is more signs that this is more severe than just an allergic reaction. More inflammation, more at that issue of infection in the sinus. Correct. One goes to the store to self-remedy what they would consider to be a fairly short course of this problem. If they have rhinitis, that is the, the itchy symptoms, what should they be using to treat that problem with? And I think most of the medications now are purchased or can be purchased over the counter. Correct. The oral antihistamines are a great option, um, and they've been used for many years. The second generation are non-sedating, like the Benadryls were, that can make people very tired, although the second generations can make some people tired. I, I've taken Benadryl, and it works as an antihistamine, but man, does it knock me out. And I think it does the same with some people, and some people are not, they, they don't seem to have that fatigue that I get or that a number of people would get. Now, now, I've heard with Claritin, which is an example that comes generic as loratadine, that it's not sedating, but do you think it works as well as something like Benadryl or diphenhydramine? Partly it's also what we're targeting. The, the itchiness, I think, works great. You know, another great antihistamine is Zyrtec. So if the patient has the itchiness with the runny, drippy nose, the clear, what we call clear rhinorrhea or clear drippy nose, the Zyrtec is actually quite more drying than, let's say, the Claritin. So we would push the patient more towards the Zyrtec, which is a more drying medication. And this is also listed as a non-sedating antihistamine. Correct. And one thing to consider is if, if even if the second generations make you drowsy or feel a little fatigued, you can also take them at night, um, which is an option. So you're so not... sleep a little better and maybe get a little bit better coverage for the allergic yeah. symptoms. And a third option that's more recent is a topical spray antihistamine. This is not taken by the mouth and you can spray it in the nose. And this type of antihistamine doesn't cause, I've never seen it cause drowsiness or fatigue in patients. And you can use it on contact. So if you know you're going outside, you can quick spray it in your nose to reduce 
the antihistamine response that you have for your allergies. So Jeremiah, does that require a prescription or is that available over the counter? Uh, so that one is still a prescription medication. So you really need to get that from your allergist or you, you know your ENT, your primary care doctor. Now, there, there's another class of medication used to treat um, allergic rhinitis as well, and that would be the, the nasal steroids. Yeah, so the nasal steroids actually have great evidence um, to be used both for allergic um, rhinitis and for um, many of the diseases we talked about in some of the other podcasts, including chronic rhinitis or recurrent acute rhinitis, where there's just an overall inflammation inside the sinonasal cavity. Um, and this just calms the inside of the nose down. It's a topical steroid. It's sprayed within the nose, usually dosed once or twice a day. And it really, um, what I like to think of it, it, it addresses the root of the problem. The inflammation. The inflammation, correct. So it really reduces the overall amount of um, goblet cells in the nose, the inflammatory or those mediators in the nose of the immune system that are really creating the immune system to start with create this inflammation. Now, do you think that uh, a patient with allergic rhinitis could also take the antihistamine and the antihistamine nasal, antihistamine orally, antihistamine nasal spray, and a topical steroid nasal spray, or should they use them separately? What's your thought on that? It really um, depends on um, the patient's response and the overall um, diagnosis that you've come up with your doctor and your treatment plan. However, commonly, we like to use both, and we feel like um, patients get a good response by both blocking the, um, with an antihistamine and using a topical uh, nasal steroid like Flonase or Nasonase. Both of which they could get over the counter. So Correct. it's possible that they could start their own treatment, and yeah. then if things weren't going well, they could end up seeing their physician. And there's a new medication, Dimista, that has actually combined the two together so you can get it in a single spray, which um, patients are noting that they've really enjoyed using just one medication instead of two separate. Now, let's say they have the common cold or sinusitis. Do the same medications work? Yes. In general, though, we don't typically use antihistamines for chronic sinusitis unless they have a comorbidity or that's one other disease process that they also have on top of the chronic sinusitis that we want to help control symptomology. So if they have allergies and we want to help control some of those, that drippy nose, post-nasal drip symptoms, we can add on an antihistamine. But yeah, the, the steroids are great, as we talked about. It's really disease of inflammation. So that topical nasal steroid is, is ideal for helping. Would you recommend using a, an oral, what we call sympathomimetic, like pseudofedrin or pseudofed for someone who has the common cold or sinusitis? So those are really two different diseases um, and two different applications for that, you know, for an acute onset um, cold or, you know, viral rhinosinusitis or bacterial, this can help make the patient feel better. Um, I don't think it really helps get you over the, the illness quicker, but it can help improve your overall well-being. Now, in sinusitis, it can also improve your overall feel of increasing your ability to breathe your nose, but this doesn't get at the root of the cause of the disease itself. And we commonly don't like to think of using these long-term uh, in a disease like chronic rhinitis, which is a chronic condition. You'd have to use this over potentially months and years, which, you know, we're concerned about the possibility of hypertension. Now, you could also use the same medication as a nasal spray for a few days, I understand. Afrin or over-the-counter um, oxymetazolone is a great uh, sympathetic, which really reduces um, the overall swelling inside the nose. And we commonly 
like to really counsel the patient that these are great short terms. These are two to three day treatment options, and then they really need to consider trying to come off of them. Have a question about a medical procedure? Want to learn more about a health condition? With over 2,000 interviews with our physicians and specialists, there's a pretty good chance you'll find what you want to know. Check it out at thescoperadio.com.